0: This podcast is presented by Rabbi Paritz mutchkin speaking to the millennial generation. Good evening, everyone. We are live back in the Bay Area, back in San Francisco. It's good to be back. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about finding serenity. We're gonna talk tonight about being able to feel comfortable with self. I was thinking about what should be the running topic for the next little while. And I thought maybe let's go to a core element of being Jewish is actually not to be ridden with anxiety. Core element of being Jewish is being able to be tranquil and to be relaxed. And we have a secret that helps us get there. And I thought, what what a great conversation to have for the next several weeks to be about Shabbat, what it means to be relaxed. I want to discuss specifically finding serenity. Today, it seems like many people are super anxious and there's a less calm than it should be. And to be honest, that comes from a lack of peace with self It's true, people are fighting for causes out there. But there seems to be a lack of sense of true connection to self. And what could I do to elevate myself in order to be more calm about what's going on out there? After all, the more relaxed you are with self, the more you can take care of things that are beyond you. You can at least apply yourself deeply. So we're all going to take a deep breath tonight and sit back and think about as Jewish people, what is our secret to always finding the calm and getting back to work and being able to actually accomplish things out there in this world? It's easy to say that outside, the outside climate is responsible for how you feel and for the anxiety you have. But the truth is, both the chaos and even the realization If it's found outside of who you are, in other words, it's found in the external world around you, then it becomes hard to find yourself at all, let alone being able to replicate the feeling of being able to tap into the calm necessary to be successful as an individual. And since we spent the last couple of months talking about Judaism's version of success, let's talk about, for the next few months or at least like, let's say the next uh, several discussions about how to uncover Judaism's secret to being calm. If you think about it in history, Jewish people have faced all types of revolutions and not just the idea of a revolution, but actually what a revolution means, it means a revolt. A revolt is a much harder word than revolution. Revolution because it's a Beatles song sounds, you know, excited, you know, but it sounds exciting. But a revolt is harsh, you know, it's hardcore. And what's going on today is pretty hardcore. So how does Judaism always have the calm? How does it deal with every single scenario that happens in this world? And the answer to that is Shabbos, AKA the Sabbath or Shabbat. And this is not some blind concept or blind idea. This is actually part of a systematic effort to maximize your existence on earth, by you being present, by you being deep, and by you being able to be peaceful with who you are and getting used to being in touch with yourself. When often I talk one-on-one with people about getting more in touch with themselves, there's actually a certain fear factor of getting in touch beyond with self. You know, you want to be usually in the comfort of a therapist in order to do that. And that is because we don't do that often enough. So that's why I wanna talk about Shabbat and how that is a key to that. In addition, Shabbos is often confused for the external rituals, the face value, what I eat, uh, what, kind of, what kind of food I prepared, or for, uh, for, for other people, synagogue and services. In other words, it's related to an alternative lifestyle. And that's why it's more important to talk about Shabbos at its core, because at the core value, as you're all going to see, as we're going to talk about, Shabbat is not just about a a lifestyle choice. It's not just about uh, preference, but it's actually about uncovering the truest version of who you are. So I just thought it would be nice to go back a little bit to discuss the history of the work week today especially in the US we pretty much have a 5 day work week and we have off saturday sundays when you look back to history and uh, all the way up till today you could see how there wasn't always a 5 day work week it was usually a 6 or even 7 day work week and today even the countries that have 6 day work weeks or or 5 day work weeks it's not all the same day certain countries have off friday saturday Uh, Like in Israel, for example, it's more common to have a Friday and Saturday and Sunday, beginning of the work week. In some places, it's Thursday, Friday, etc. So there's all different types of, of systems in place for when it's good to rest, when it's good to take a day off of work. And each time a culture chooses to take off a day, historically, was a pretty big deal for society. If you think about it, just when somebody takes a day off of work, letting your work let you take a day off is a big deal. So when a society chooses to take a day off, that's surely a big deal. I sometimes ask, when did the seven day week really change the way we see society? Like why seven versus anything else? And I'm sure you've all thought about to some certain degree of when does a week start? When does a day start? What's the point? And the French Revolution during the beginning of the 18th century and uh, Napoleon Bonaparte's rise to power, a big part of the French Revolution was living beyond religion or God. And they had the same question, like, how many days of the week should there be? Like, why should there be seven? Maybe there should be 10 days to the week. It's a nicer, rounder number. And they actually did that for 12 years, Um, French and uh, uh, colonies and let alone in France itself, they kept a 10-day work week cycle with one day being a day of rest. So when we go to the basics of what does it mean to take a day off, realize that part of the human journey has been trying to figure out what it means to take time off. Part of the human journey has always been when's a good time to apply myself fully versus when is the time I could take off a couple of days and really rejuvenate. And it's a sticky question because many people take vacation, they don't necessarily feel rejuvenated. And many people take their weekends off and uh, aren't looking forward to the week ahead. So when when I look back at Judaism, I think back, well, when did this really start for us? When did we start tapping into what Shabbat is? And it actually comes from a very simple experience all the way back to the Jewish people being slaves in Egypt. Doesn't it all seem to all go back to when the Jews were slaves in Egypt? So the story goes, Moses, who's growing up in the palace under Pharaoh, so Pharaoh's like his uh, step granddad in this scenario. But at the same time, Moshe is very much aware of who he is, that he was really born from outside the palace walls and feels a connection to these slaves, to the Jewish people. And he says to Pharaoh, doesn't it seem illogical to work your slaves without end? Because the culture at the time doesn't seem to be even tied to a seven-day work week. The culture seems to be entirely tied to in the reality of either you're a worker or you're not. And the workers, you work every day. That's, the, that's your existence. So it seems clearly that the concept of slavery, especially for the Jewish people in Egypt, was you work every single day until you drop, until we can't work you anymore, and which is akin to death. So – Moshe says, that doesn't seem to make sense. You're always having to work in new slaves because they're literally dying from exhaustion. Why don't you give them a day off? They'll actually get more work done. You won't have to train in as many new slaves and replacements every time somebody dies. Pharaoh accepts the idea, says that's actually a great idea. And of course, it's not because of any compassion, but it sounds like a lucrative opportunity for uh, the, excuse me, for the enterprise to grow. So Pharaoh agrees and lets Moses choose any day to give the people off, and he chooses the seventh day, which we find out, of course, is Shabbat, day seven. That is the first time, as far as we know in the Torah, going back, you know, the Torah recounts around a 5,000 year cycle, that's our life, that from creation and on, Shabbat as a whole and affecting a country where there's a rationale behind it is this moment right here, where Pharaoh accepts the rationale that it's lucrative to take a day off. So when you talk to uh, scholars or historians, it's always easy to tap into the lucrative side to Shabbat. And that's really the simplest entry level to what Shabbos is, is that when you have an automatic day that you unplug, Quote, or for that matter, just take a different day. We're not even talking about the rituals yet. We're not even talking about the reality of Shabbos yet. Just simply put, when we take a day off from the work week, there is a lucrative benefit involved. Maimonides, who was analyzing this specific idea of Moses and Pharaoh and getting the day off, said, in today's day and age, he writes, it is, ki- it is common human understanding a little explanation is needed that everyone needs a regular amount of time off work. That's my monity statement. So for sure today, we're not only have the five day work week, but when you break it down, you realize that that's actually a necessity. Taking time off is part of what we do. But you can rightfully ask based on that concept and why does it need to be the seventh day? Why does it need to be Shabbat? Why does it need to be Saturday? to be any day. It's always worth taking off a day off if it's lucrative. So that's why, even though people like to talk about Jewish rituals, kosher has health benefits, or it's good for the system, or we uh, you know have a certain system. But that's not the reason why we do kosher. Shabbat, it's lucrative. We can rest and take off time. It's good to step out. But that's not the reason why we do it. So before we could really talk about Shabbat, We have to really talk about why do we do it in the first place, what the energy of Shabbos is. And once we learn what it actually is, we can then start becoming more in tune with its message and with its capacity to bring true serenity and peace and inner peace to our life. The real original reason for Shabbat is because we learn in the Torah And we open up the Torah, and one of the first things we learn is that God created the world in six days, and on the seventh day, he rested. That's the official reason for Shabbos. This indicates that by keeping Shabbos, there is an idea that we are ultimately emulating creation all over again. We work six days, we rest on the seventh day, just like the original divine story and narrative is the creation of the world on the seventh day he rested. Same too with us, we emulate our creator. And there is something beautiful to that, but that highlights Shabbos relevance to the past or to the narrative of creation, definitely to God. But that's not so personal because that means that that is a, a happening experience independent of even if it affects what we said our earlier thing of lucrative rest doesn't even matter if you're alive or not. It's a cycle of nature. Seven represents the cycle of nature. And since God created the world, six days work, seven day rest. So we celebrate the cycle of creation. But is not truly inspirational for the person who's actually going through day-to-day life. So we have to go a little deeper to figure out what Shabbos really is. See, every person on earth is different almost everything in this world, I would say all of creation is unique and different, both at the front end and under the microscope. And since there is no one like you, when we're trying to find self or we're trying to be at peace with self and find serenity, what we're finding out is that whether or not you can learn methods and tools for being relaxed and being at peace with self It's never going to be enough because you have to find a unique space that represents you. You have to find a unique idea that you feel connected to as an individual because you are unique. The word Shabbat, etymologically at its source, is connected to the word Tashuv, which means to return. There is an idea of regret or repentance or if you did something wrong, making amends. But to return, which is a central theme in Jewish life, to return to self is a philosophical idea that every person is born good. And all we have to do is learn how to draw from that goodness that we're born with and we're capable of regenerating our positive and optimistic reality. So when we say Shabbat comes from the source of return and that one out of seven, the seventh day, the job of the individual is to tap into this idea of return to self, we're hinting at that being able to tap into self is a unique experience that one has to find on their own. And that in reality, no matter how many tools and methods and habits one takes on, until somebody is able to tap into their own self, they're never going to find serenity or be at peace with themselves. And the message of Shabbat being this idea of return is as powerful as any idea in creation. That rest is not vacation. Rest isn't taking time off. Rest is really reset to tap into my truest version of self. So just as we understand through, we understand God or communicate with divine ideas or ideas bigger than themselves through the physical reality that we deal with all the time. In other words, six days of work is where we apply ourselves to or where we grow from. But it's also six days is also a journey going inward. Each week, When we begin on Sunday, we're really beginning a journey going inward. Going towards Shabbat means going to a journey where I set the table and set the environment for me to have an opportunity to tap into self. So to set the standard for what Shabbat is, we need to see that just like there is a concept of God independent of creation In other words, you can't define divine energy or for that matter, any energy based on what you're getting out of it. That's a limited definition of what the energy is. You have to go spiritual physicist or go a little metaphysics on yourself and realize that energy has a value independent of the physical creation out there. And in the same way, you have an independent value than what the work and the physicality that you represent outside of yourself. There is a value to who you are and what you're about that needs to be uncovered. And in order to uncover that, you have to become comfortable with yourself. A person can't just uncover their innermost self and be comfortable with it because they're usually comforted and connected to how they define themselves based on the physical reality constantly. So it takes a regular time in order to feel comfortable with your own self. Just imagine you're in nature and you close your eyes and you start hearing the sounds of nature and you lose yourself in the moment. You stop feeling yourself whatsoever, but in truth, what you really start feeling is that myself is only where I start applying it. So on the one hand, yourself is not defined by any external reality. On the other hand, you start learning what you're capable of and what your power really is based on what you can apply it to, what you hear, what you feel, what you smell, how you interact with the world around you. So by God creating a day, not defined by work, Shabbat, Shabbos, By having a seventh day that God rested, in other words, what was God really doing? Was God resting? Was really work difficult that he needed rest? It's not just anthropomorphism that gets in the way of that logic. It also gets in the way of your own definition of self. Because your own definition of self is not the physical reality around you, but who you are independent of that. There's a bottom line that just because you're different than everybody else on earth, that already gives you an inherent value that's worth discovering. And until you're like someone else, then you have to continue on this journey. So God creates the world in six days. He's being defined by the anthropomorphic work, by the physical reality that's out there. Comes the seventh day, God rested. God really, it means reset, become situated. There's an opportunity to find the energy of creation just for its inherent value of being different than everything else on earth. And the same is for you. The idea of Shabbat in Jewish tradition is a day where you're not defined anymore by your consumption. Because consumption is also by the ability and the efforts that you put into making it successful. And that's really what the journey inward is about. Is learning how to have a day of the week of where... I'm not defined by my physical expression, because that's not the true me anyways, but I'm defined by who I am, my individual creation element. And the only way to do that is to start from the meditation of just as God created the world, but there was a day there where God to rest, which means for us to tap into godliness independent of creation, same is true with us. When we're in a relationship with, of, of love, and we really do want to connect to somebody else, the only way the relationship gets deeper over time is when we stop defining the other, other individual by what they bring physically. If you marry somebody because they're beautiful, that's not a recipe for greatness long-term. If you marry somebody for their talents, it's also it's more refined than just exterior, but it's still limited. At a certain point, you have to opt into a relationship with an individual simply because they are unique and different and you are part of that uniqueness in that relationship. You're connected to that on a straight unique level that you two create. And then in order to actualize that, you build a mission and you work on that together for your whole lives. Shabbat is a day to strip your external values and restart from the beginning of your uniqueness, connect to a mission, and then get back to the six days of finding a way to express that mission in the highest possible way. And this has been the Jewish secret and God's gift to us for thousands of years, or as the poet, Achad said, more than Jews keep Shabbat, Shabbat keeps the Jews. Our secret has been to always reset to our unique individual self and then go out to the world and try to bring our mission to the world. One of the unique things about Jewish history and us keeping the data so knowing all the unique things that have happened is the overarching story of the Jewish people has been that no matter how much we experience or go through, When Jewish people get together, good things happen around them because we understand and every individual in this world has the ability to understand this, that you're born good. You're not born neutral. You're born good. And it's only about being able to tap back in to that goodness that allows you to truly be able to bring that goodness to the world around you. So because of that, Shabbos is a time where we don't only gather with good people, we don't only try to make it more Jewish, but we use it as an idea to say that when I tap into myself, I'm not afraid of what I'm going to find. I'm only going to find a desire for goodness. The vast majority of people on earth can identify with this, that beyond the external developments of their life, they are very much secured to an inherent goodness that drives them to be unique and bring that on earth. And our ability to do that is to be dealing with Shabbos. This week, the discussion is simply around the inherent energy of what Shabbos is. And in the weeks to come, we will talk about how to prepare for Shabbos, why there are rules and regulations, where do they fit in, doesn't that seem to be counterintuitive to the peace and tranquility I'm trying to achieve? But the first thing you need to know with Chavez is is that it is there for you to achieve serenity. It is there for you to be able to expose your inherent self. And therefore, the more you're able to tap into that, the more when you start when we start diving into all the external rituals you'll recognize where the flow comes from. The flow comes from within. And to be honest, Shabbos is also a metaphor for the week that comes. How are you going to be able to deal with all the things that the week brings you? It has to flow from you being comfortable with what's coming. Thank you, Igor. I appreciate it. So stay tuned for the weeks to come where we dive deeper into Shabbos. And we find a way to bring a sustainable attitude towards not only the way I am, but to how it connects to the world outside of me. We look forward to seeing you soon. Have a good evening.